0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sobriety Core Podcast, a collection of stories from people who happen to be sober. I'm your host, Kim Palumbo. Hello, friends. This evening, I am joined by Leah Adams, and you can find Leah at Be More Boozeless. That's B M O R E B. Oozeless on Instagram. Welcome, Leah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, we're really glad that you can. You took the time to chat with us.
1: Um, so, Leah, who are you? So, I'm Leah. Um, I am be more Boozless. And when I was thinking about this question. Um, I think that it's something that we're all trying to figure out, right? I think the most important part of my journey is that I am literally redefining my identity every single day. Mm. Um, And I think for so many people in this space, I think that so often we have to ask ourselves in the beginning, we're like, well, who am I? Who am I really? Who am I if I don't drink? Um, and so I think identity is such a a funny and interesting topic um when we're talking about who we are, because I think it's easy that it's gets really easy to over-identify. Hmm. with what, do you, what la- do you mean by that? With like labels just in general. Like mm-hmm. um I think that the answer that people probably gravitate towards when they when you when they're asked that question might be, you know, I am, I am a teacher. I am a sister. I am this, um, I am an alcoholic or I am this, I am this sickness that I have. I am whatever you identify, self-identify with. And I think the important thing to remember in, in ident- in identity is that we're not almost over identifying with something to the point where we're standing behind it. So that's why when I think about the question who I am, I just always take a minute every day to remember that who we are is a process.
0: I Oh my gosh, I love that. I love both of those things that you just said. Well, you said a lot of great things, but the two things that you just said about hiding behind identifiers and uh, the process is just so essential.
1: Totally. It's, it's a process and not just one straight answer, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or at least it should be.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. What brought you to sobriety? So many things. <laughs> um, but honestly, it's kind of crazy because I, I had this constant feeling everywhere i went that i wasn't supposed to be there or there was there was something more there was something missing you know there was something more waiting for me and it really disrupted me a lot because i felt very disconnected with my surroundings but most importantly with myself And I realized that it was truly alcohol that was simply no longer serving me. And so it required me to face this, that like, I have to remove this thing in order to really step into my authenticity, who I really am at my core essence. And, um, so of course, when I think of what brought me to sobriety, I think of, wow, like I could go down the line of like all these <laughs> tumultuous <laughs> sure. uh, things that that have happened. And I think we all have things in our journey, right? But for me, I never had a rock bottom um, or what people call the rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was this rock bottom of holy shit, like I need to tell myself the truth. Mm. And so that's, it was kind of this awakening for me, um, after my 29th birthday. And, um, that's really, really what led me to, to sobriety. Telling yourself the truth. Hard to do. Oh, it's painful. It's painful. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it is the most rewarding thing I've ever had to do and have done. So how do you stay sober? A lot of self-development. <laughs> mm. um, honestly, I do a lot of deep inner healing work. Mm. Um, that, that helped me Get sober and maintain sobriety because there's always another layer of self to shed. So um, that keeps me on my toes. Um, Can you and, tell us more about what that is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with Lacey Phillips um, or To Be Magnetic, but I came across um, her pathway. I am a big fan of her work. Um, So that's one example of something I do in in self-development realm. But I also would consider, you know, the self-development books, the teachings, the podcasts. I do a ton of reading and listening. Mm -hmm. um, And that is a huge part of my sobriety. Um, And then obviously, I'm a sobriety coach. So I think helping others has really put a purpose to, um, to myself. And that helps me. Um, remain accountable and um, show up, show up in the world the way that I always wanted to. Oh, and soda water. Cannot forget that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it is so true. <laughs> it's true. If you're like, if you're in the sober scene these days, we have so many choices, you know? Um, I, this is my own like second time in sobriety. Uh, I was sober for a long time over a decade ago. And um, there were very limited soda water choices at that time. Um, it's really exploded.
1: I know it's such an exciting time to be sober. <laughs> like, I feel like when people when I say that to people, they think it's like a gimm- It sounds so gimmicky.
0: Oh, totally. They're like, uh-huh. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they're like,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's Funny like you shirt. don't
0: know though. There are so many options.
1: <laughs> and I mean there's something to be said about having an adult beverage. I mean, we as sober people, um, people who are alcohol free, however you identify on that spectrum, we all deserve great beverages. <laughs> So the fact that, yeah, the fact that it's been held out on us, um, for so long, I mean, I'm just, it's a good time to be sober in the space. Yeah.
0: Um, there is always another layer of self to shed. That is a big, big thought.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is an ever going process. It's beautiful though. I mean, it's, It really is, for me, when people, which I guess this might step ahead into um, something you might bring up later, but my point is, is that like, really, this is a journey to look inward. Mm -hmm. I think that is something that we might skip over, but being able to look inward and better the relationship with yourself is the most rewarding. That is why we're here. That is Mm. the human experience. Um, and so I think it's important to recognize the fact that there are lots of tools in recovery, but to neglect the mind and neglect mindset and, um, and really who we are at the core and to be able to do that work is the most vital tool in sobriety. And I and I recommend it for everyone. Sure. Um, right. You know what I mean? Like oh absolutely. So
0: um if you could say something to your drinking self, if you were sitting across for the table from Leah, maybe not somebody who's hit rock bottom, maybe at the beginning of your drinking, the middle of your drinking, the end, what would you say to her?
1: I think what I never knew was missing in myself was that this had a lot to do with that those layers, right? So it was had a lot to do with self, it had a lot to do with work my self-worth. And if I could look across from myself and say anything, I would I would let me know that <laughs> the more that you love yourself. And the more that you show up for yourself as yourself, and the more you step into your worth, the more the universe will actually show up for you. Wow.
0: How, I, I don't typically ask this question, but at that time, how, how do you think, who are you talking to? Who, tell describe the person across the table a bit. Early 20s. Early, okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was drinking before that, but when I, when, for this particular exercise, I just really envisioned the girl who needed to hear this the most mm. was, was the girl in her early 20s. Mm. That every direction she turned, people were validating her for the behavior and for the habits and for the sure. you know, socialized atmosphere. And I think that's a whole nother aspect to it, right? Like, so much of this is about external validation
0: absolutely and the and world is validating it at every single turn
1: <laughs> yes yes and and then you are actually like thriving off of that external validation in so sure. many ways mm-hmm. and it's it takes it takes a lot to be able it takes a lot of growth to be able to recognize when you are not Seeking the internal validation to say, like, baby girl, you got this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you don't need to prove anyone, you don't have anything to prove to anyone. And you are loved and you are worthy of whatever it is you want in life. And operating on this low vibration, um, it only attracts. Those same low vibration people, things, toxic situations. And so once I was, I felt like I would, once I saw that and was exposed, like, wow, what you get out, what you put out into the universe is literally what you receive back in so many ways. You become so much more magnetic in your life once you break that toxic cycle. So I would forewarn my Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would give that advice to her and say listen like the second you step up and step into your authenticity the more things will completely shift the way they're supposed to be and the way that you want them to
0: right there is something about just showing up as who you are And then the world will show up for Leah as she's meant to be. Exactly. So pride and shame often, you know, are big themes in addiction. Um, What is the relationship between pride and shame in your own journey and how has it changed over time if it has?
1: So I really I had to shed both of those things to be able to find a deeper connection with myself and that's you know it has something to do with sobriety yes but I think regardless I think pride and shame whether we're talking about sobriety or not are <laughs> two layers of self that need to be shed in order to really step into your authentic essence, like to know yourself from the core. And so that's really what sobriety means to me. It was shedding my past self of 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 pride and shame. It was setting shame on fire and and putting all of my pride aside, all of that external validation I was looking for, and really looking inward to develop a better relationship with me and to be able to show up in the world and and ultimately it quite literally led me on that path to find my purpose in life
0: mm.
1: so once i set those things aside and 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 that's and when i say set those things aside pride and shame show up in our lives all the time, right? You don't just like one day say, oh Absolutely like <laughs> right. yeah, oh I have true. no shame. <laughs> yeah. I do know if no one listening to this is like that girl <laughs> has <laughs> no shame and um is totally like the Eckhart Tolle of <laughs> totally other <younger laughs> generations. But like but like by no means am I that but but it's a process. It's constantly working on those things. It's constantly um, doing deep inner healing work and a lot of journaling, a lot of um, taking the habits and reprogramming. Like where did I actually, where did shame come from in my past, in my childhood? How can I rewire my brain to to react differently when when something triggers me in the shame when we're talking about shame? And so... Both of those things um, have were definitely a part of my sobriety journey, but I think, I think they're a part of humanity. They're a part of they're the, they're okay. a part of the ego, you know. And egos with all, with us all. And um, the more that, the more deeper the deeper of connection that we have with ourselves, the more we are really able to tap into those things and say, you know what, this isn't. I don't want to be shame. I don't want to hold shame any longer. I'm not afraid of those things. I don't want, I don't want to be prideful. I don't want to search for external validation. Um, so yeah, that's how they really, they played, they both played huge parts, um, in my journey. Are you proud of yourself? Definitely. Oh my gosh. I am so, (laughs) I am so proud of myself. And I think it's like, you know, again, that's a daily, you know, some days are better than others. I think some days I'm, you know, I see like the ego will come up for me and shame will come up for me. Those things, again, you know, it takes it's a daily practice. Um, and so I am proud of myself. Um, but I think I'm proud of myself in a way that doesn't place myself above anyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm side by side with everyone, every single person in this, on this earth. We are all one, we are all energy, we are all one. And um, I think an important thing to me- mention about pride and about being ahead of people or not being ahead of people is um, something huge for me was understanding that my amount of days in this do not define me or do not, and do not define my sobriety. It has nothing to do with how long I've been sober. Um, and that was a huge part about, of piece of the pride thing, right? Like I want to be proud of myself for hitting these milestones, but again, humble your, be humble enough to say to yourself, those things, those things don't, aren't the equivalent of success, right? Right. And then it's not the point.
0: Exactly. It's not the point. It's not the point. And, you know, I think in early sobriety, it's often like a way to, hold yourself accountable in some regard. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, you've probably to, to be proud of yourself about something in early sobriety is often the first time that somebody's felt proud of themselves in a long time, probably. And so, um, but I, I think that's a really, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think counting days in and of itself is, is just not the point.
1: I think it's it's you know so many people hold on to it, um, and it's not to say that we can't find like that's the strength in that number, right? Like, to sure. when, when people post like, oh, I've been a thousand days or a million days, you know, I am just as celebratory of those people as they are for themselves because absolutely um, because it feels good. But it I think, feel good. But again, looking to you know the theme is like is that for internal validation or is it external make sure that you're doing if you're counting the days make sure that they're for you mm. because i love for that. so that's long, a really good phrase yeah thank you but for for so many people in the beginning of the journey you know you have to remember that like they are looking at um they are looking at the clock like that and they're like wow like i feel so behind and that's mm-hmm. just not a fair way to look at this you are no you are no further than anyone else in this journey, um, because of the amount of days. And, um, it is something that you can celebrate. Um, just remember why you're doing it. And just remember that we need to tread lightly for the people that are, you know, barely making it to 24 hours, you know, that's absolutely. And they're just as equally part of this,
0: um, because because they add an, Every person, wherever they are, wherever their foot is on the path, like adds value to the conversation about recovery. And I think, you know, in, in traditional spaces, days are really, and milestones are a really big part. Uh, and that's good. But I, I also think, you know, it's, it's just, it's not the whole story. And it's really easy to get wrapped up in, I've lost everything I've worked for when you find yourself at day one.
1: 100%. And it just in general, like comparison, comparison is a whole nother part of ego. It's, it's always um, a slippery slope, right? You know, you want, it's okay to reach for something, but you're n- not with the intent to take it away from someone else or not in the with the intent to say, I, I am this level of sobriety because I, I have X amount of years on my belt. It's like, okay, well that doesn't really like make you a superior in this space. Like we all are equal. And I'm not just saying that in the sobriety space, like, I mean, in the world. No, I um, hear
0: you. Yeah. yeah I th-
1: and I, and I think the the theme of this is just that like, even you know, in the sobriety realm as well, as well as so many other facets of life, are we so quickly to like have that comparison to, to say, well, this person is doing this. And so I already feel behind in this, like even with career paths or anything else in life, it's important to take a step back and say, you know what, this person is living on this earth and has their own story and their own journey. And, um, their amount of hours on this planet, their amount of hours sober have nothing to do with me and they don't make us on different levels Mm -hmm. of the plane, you know? Yeah. It's just, that's not the value.
0: Yes. Yeah. What is one question that you wish someone would ask you about yourself
1: or your sobriety? I wish people would more often ask like, how can we change as a society how can we help change society's views around drinking and sobriety or socialized drinking i mean and sobriety um i feel like we are getting there i feel like we have gained momentum i feel like a lot of bars and restaurants have been doing great with offering a lot of um alcohol free spirits i think that's fantastic Um, and I would like to see more of that, but also in just the realm of like, I think people think that sobriety is like this weird elephant in the room. Sometimes like people don't know how to talk to me or approach me because it's like, they want to ask a question, but they don't even know. They feel like it's this like sensitive topic all the time. And it's like, listen, like it's something I'm doing. It's not me entirely as a person. Mm. You know like we don't have to talk about it or we can talk about it or you can act, like I think that there's just for people that are outside of this space they I want there to be an easier way of letting them see what's what this life is like. And um I feel like when I was before I got sober I was always like, well, I don't have a problem Mm. or I'm not sure if I have a problem or not. So I'm just going to keep doing this. And of course, over and over again, it just, it wasn't serving me. Um, and it, I realized it was just a toxic cycle. I needed to move, move forward from, I needed that big shift, um, in my life, but I want people to see or at least ask or inquire, like, what can breaking a toxic cycle do for my life? What does that mean in terms of what type of like signal does that send to the universe? And that's the question that would like, that sets my soul on fire because that's the most important part to this is you're stepping into your worth. You're showing up as yourself and I think that that conversation needs to be talked about more. I think that people on the outskirts of sobriety, um, that have no intentions of being sober, I just want them to have a better understanding of how can we, as a collective, as a whole, better understand life without booze. Like wrap your like how can we properly, as a society, wrap our mind around this so that we can destroy the stigma that they that people carry from day to day that just simply want to, want a better life and want to take alcohol out of their life. So I think overall, my question is, how can we be more accepting to you, um, and, and people in this space in general? Would you be
0: able to provide an answer or two to that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think keeping the conversation going is the most important component to this. Mm. Um, I I want people to understand that why is it that we are judging people for not drinking? Hmm. And so many people that I have spoken to have said, thank you so much for just allowing us to see What this is like. And I'm glad that you brought this up and that you happen to be talking about it while getting your eyebrows done because now I have a new perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Because now I have a new perspective on why people don't drink or just like, oh, well, I thought it, you know, and I've had people, so many people reach out to me like, thank you for sort of answering the question that I didn't have the chance to ask. And it's like I want them, I want them to feel comfortable to ask the questions, but also I want the conversation to be so open that we are having this conversation with everybody, not just people that are interested in recovery. Mm -hmm. Because this type of work, changing a global stigma, is massive work. Big alcohol spends a ton of money making sure that we don't think about this as a choice it's just something everyone does so I think the conversations and keeping the conversation open and fluid and I think all of that's really important so um I would have obviously I'd have a long-winded answer for them but I I guess my what I want them to ask is like simply ask more questions you know
0: Yeah. And, and it's, but also I think you're, you're speaking to both people who are asking the questions, but also I think you're also encouraging openness from the person who's asked, you know, like while you're getting your eyebrows done, if it comes (laughs) up that you don't drink, maybe offer more than just that
1: if you're feeling comfortable
0: and able to do that.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And I, and I always do. Um, I've gotten so much more open with this process. I think that's one of the better like parts of this, like one of the blessings and finding myself is just finding my voice and being able to say, you know, be more open in sharing my vulnerabilities or my experiences or saying, you know, or talking to somebody and getting my eyebrows done, which may have been a little bit like triggering or like uncomfortable in the beginning. Um, you know, I was like, oh gosh, no, <laughs> nobody asked me what's going on right, right. now, yeah, you know, but it's yeah. like, um, but now I've gotten a lot more confident and I know that my voice and so many, like so many others are here to do just that, mm. to, to make sure that those doors are open.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. This was
0: so great. I love your like spirit and your positivity and just the way you show, show up for this conversation like, and show up in the world. I'm really impressed with you.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. That is such a compliment coming from you. I love your work and what you've done with this podcast. It's incredible. Don't stop. This is Thank the type gosh. of this is the type of conversations that need to be shared and to be spread across the internet for everyone to be hearing. Um, so, thank you so much. Awesome. And then I have one last question, and that is where did you grow up? Because you
0: sound a lot like home to me. <laughs> and I just really want to know. I grew up on the Jersey Shore, but there's a couple other places that sound like that.
1: Oh my God, that is hysterical because everyone tells me I have an accent <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: literally
1: I'm from Baltimore like born in bred. Like, yeah, um yeah. I'm from Dundalk I don't know if you're familiar a little,
0: with, I'm familiar with it a bit but
1: I don't think I have a Dundalk accent because they say they have like a very different twang to them <laughs> but I've been told I have an accent, so um I
0: I'll love take it, it. I'll
1: it's take it just, as a compliment.
0: <laughs> it's just a little hint. Oh, it's a huge, massive compliment. <laughs> um, and it's just a little hint of it. And every once in a while when I hear it, I think I've lived in DC for like six sixteen years, and so I don't oh sound at anything like the Jersey Shore anymore. But every once in a while when I hear it, I just gotta know. So <laughs> that's
1: hysterical. <laughs> Thank you.
0: As always, I want to interview you. Drop a line at sobrietycore on Instagram or visit www.sobrietycore.com to tell your story. That's www.sobrietycorps.com. Look for our next episode in about a week where we get to hear from a human behind an Instagram handle. Until then, be well.